So, John, you know, you carry yourself around this dealership like you're some kind of big tough guy. When I put you to the challenge uh, with Jeff uh, of East Penn Manufacturing to put your tongue across the terminals of one of his motorcycle batteries, just like we did when we were kids with the 9 volts, you basically squealed like a girl. No, Mark. My tongue is not long enough to put it on a Harley-Davidson battery. That's just weird. Well, that's Where did you even come up with this? I I just I, you seem to think that you're a tough guy. I want to see just how tough you are. Yeah, whatever. Welcome to the Behind the Bars podcast, where we discuss all things motorcycles, memories, and mayhem. Oh, this is awesome. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley Davidson. Let's get this thing started. Here's John and Mark. So on the line with us is Jeff Muir from East Penn Manufacturing. Welcome, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing great, John. How are you? Good, good. We're excited to have you, and uh, this is going to be a fun one just because uh, this is a, a little technical. I think we're getting into an area that, that uh, Mark is going to be really uncomfortable. He's just not a, I, I, he's just not a technical guy. When so. you hear my questions, you're going to be stunned at the research I've done. Oh, oh, you did research I, on this one? I'm telling you, I am up to speed on battery technology. Okay, well, we're going to, we're going to test that. All right, let's do it. We could flip this around and have Jeff actually ask you questions, but well, that would be kind of boring. I, I, I have a whole list of questions that I could ask you, Mark. There, there, there's some love-ins, and then there, there's some more technical ones. So. You hit me with your best no, shot. No, no, let's not do that. It's going to be really boring for the listeners. So. You're going to answer, I don't know, a thousand times. Jeff, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing great. You know, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful Wednesday. It's a good day to be uh, riding a Harley-Davidson motorcycle, and it's, it's a good day to really get your, your Harley-Davidson batteries to the dealer network. Well, Jeff, tell us, you know, so East Penn, um, tell us a little history because I know a lot of our listeners uh, have, may have never even heard of East Penn. So just tell us a brief history on that. You know, it's, it's funny, John, that you, you mentioned that. You know, East Penn is, is family-owned, family-operated. We, we are based in Eastern PA, where kind of the East Penn comes from. But we were really founded in 1946. Um, our main manufacturing facility sits on 520 acres. And we really make a lot of products for the bright, uh, private branded space, such as the Harley-Davidson uh, product line. Uh, East Penn and Harley-Davidson started a, a long strategic partnership back in 1998 and really started with the, the co-development and co-designing of the motorcycle batteries that you get through the dealer network today. And through that co-development, we really have had the opportunity to customize the product based off of the changes and the evolution of the motorcycles that we see on the daily market. But really what makes East Penn a unique company is our, our family-owned structure, but also our vertical integration strategy. We have the capabilities of manufacturing every aspect of the battery on site at our facility in Pennsylvania, from cases to covers to terminals, uh, to our positive and negative plates, to our oxides. And we actually even have a, a full recycling center, uh, a smelter on site, that is able to allow us to bring back all the old motorcycle batteries to melt them down, and make new product out of it. So we're very green and very sustainable, even though we're in the battery manufacturing space. So, Jeff, um, you know, Harley batteries, uh, you know, we often hear a lot about, uh, at least as a dealership, you know, these batteries are really expensive. I'm just going to go down to the local hardware store or the local auto parts store and just pick up a battery that's half the price. What do you say in response to that? I, I, I know all about East Penn, but I know our listeners don't, and certainly Mark has no clue 
about Harley batteries, but tell us about what what makes the East Penn battery worth more money. Well, you know, the, the price always comes up. You know, everyone is price cautious, but you really get what you pay for. If, if you go down and you buy a battery that's half the price, you're probably going to get significantly less lifespan. So when the price question comes up, and, and I get that I get it often uh, asked of me of, of what's really behind the price, and it's really that total cost of ownership. With the Harley-Davidson product, because it is customized and it's designed to work in the Harley-Davidson platform in terms of accessory load, startability, uh, rider behavior, uh, what we're seeing is the Harley-Davidson product ex- has an extended lifespan in comparison to some aftermarket off-the-shelf products that we see through other outlets. And that overall extended lifespan helps to cut down on the total cost of ownership, allowing that product to be actually a better value through the long term of ownership versus a, an off-the-shelf product. So what uh, these pens from from our engineering side, working closely with the the Harley Davidson engineering team, they they're kind of one complete unit to to really look at the, the future generation, and make sure the product meets the needs. But what so so that's that's great. But I mean, what do what do you do with these batteries? That you know, what's in them, or is it testing? I mean, you mentioned the longevity of them. Why why are they able to long, you know last longer? I know that they last longer, but but why? Because we have people that'll come in and and rightfully so. I mean, they, we're all you know price conscious, but we have folks that come in that that look at a Harley battery. Let's say it's a hundred and eighty dollar retail. Price and they they say well I'm going to get one for ninety dollars at the local auto parts store. So what's in your batteries? What why is it lasting longer? So it really starts off with battery construction. Uh, what we start off with is a, a positive and negative grid that is fully framed. What a fully framed grid means is there there's a a nice frame around the grid structure itself, which helps to reduce any kind of expansion and contraction of your positive and negative plate, which allows that grid to maintain its structure throughout its lifespan. That allows the battery to reduce any kind of risk for soft shorting or hard shorts that would reduce overall lifespan. The second item is the vibration resistance uh, that we build into the battery by making sure that the uh, lugs are anchor bonded, allowing for better vibration resistance in those types of applications. Uh, we actually, some of the validation tests that we have for the Harley Davidson product is putting a battery inside a, a wooden box and putting that wooden box onto a vibration cha- uh, table and allowing the battery just to slap across every wall. And, and that test is run for 500 hours and it replicates some of the uh, damaging effects of vibration on, on the motorcycle itself. Uh, internally, we call it the coffin test because it's essentially there to just destroy the battery internally by beating it apart. But Harley-Davidson product is actually designed to live in that type of environment and still perform day in and day out. Uh, we also do a lot of benchmark comparison in, in comparison of Harley-Davidson East Penn manufactured batteries versus the, the competition to make sure that the battery is robust and continues to be robust enough to, to extend overall lifespan and, and uh, exceed rider expectations. Jeff, that's very interesting to understand the um, the internal workings, the positive and negative grids, and how you how you worry about uh, vibration affecting all of that. Um, but you know, I have I have a really important question. You know, in all of this and over all these years, have you guys ever developed anything like an Energizer Bunny? 
we 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 are uh, an energizer buddy would be a an, a step in the right uh, direction for innovation. However, a battery is consumable, so and unfortunately, every battery has a set amount of energy, and it's all dependent on about how the energy is managed. Yeah, but uh, so one you... one of the things that we notice in in the power sports and and with the riders is. The, the importance to maintaining your batteries during periods and extended periods of non-use, like wintertime. So if, if you have your, your motorcycle in your garage or you take it to the dealership, it's always recommended to put the battery on a uh, maintainer or, or uh, that allows it to maintain the state of charge through that extended period of, of non-use. That helps to extend overall lifespan of the product. Well, you're obviously a technical whiz, but what I'm asking about is, do you have one of those little bunnies that beats a drum? Do you, you have know? a Do you have a, an actual yeah, like a like, like a, a mascot? Like I think that's what you're asking. Mascot. Yeah. Do you, do you have an I, ice I, pen mascot? Yeah. Do you got a bunny that beats a drum or anything quite like that? We we, we do not. No. You don't. Hmm. Well, this is something that they're going to work on. I'm sure Jeff is taking is. notes. I'm sure he's taking notes right now. Well, you know, Jeff, I'm struck by the um, the correlation between our companies. You you were founded in 1946, us in 1947, both family-owned businesses. Um, but uh, we have mascots here, and I, I, I just think it would be, you know, nothing. He's going to take that back to marketing. My two cents is that I think you need a, some kind of a animal that beats a drum and, you know, lasts forever. So the, the best the best thing I could come up with is we have Seymour Safety uh, because we are big into manufacturing. Seymour Safety goes to our company picnics and promotes good work. Ooh, work I like that. Seymour Safety. Seymour Safety doesn't have the same appeal as the, the uh, pink little bunny that keeps on banging the drum. Yeah. Do, do people get their photos with Seymour Safety? Uh, actually, a lot of a lot of kids uh, from from our workforce get their their photos with Seymour Safety. See, there you the, go. It's a big Mark. thing at the company picnic. So, so <laughs> I, I loved how Mark prefaced this with, "I have an important question," as if to say that all the questions prior to were not. But let me just ask you a really another important question myself. Tell me about uh, some of these some of these other cool tests that you do on on batteries. Um, you talked about the coffin test. That's cool. What What's another test that you do on these that, that our listeners would find interesting? So the, the batteries are, are tested to a, a standard automotive series test. Uh, they, they have a series of performance testing. And, and really what we're talking about performance is, you know, the startability. Um, how often can you start? Uh, we also put the batteries on a light bulb test uh, to mimic what would happen in a, a extreme discharge situation. For example, um, if you have your, your base audio system on and, and you're listening to your radio and you discharge the battery all the way down, are you still able to start your motorcycle? Um, it's to mimic those extreme discharge situations to ensure that the batteries are able to start even in a partial state of charge. Uh, we also do accelerated light testing at a variety of different temperatures, uh, ranging from anywhere from 100 degrees Fahrenheit to all the way up to 140 degrees Fahrenheit to accelerate the cycle life. And the cycle life of testing is important because the application is really involving. As we put more infotainment onto the motorcycles and you have more of the touchy-feely interface, that draws more power out of the batteries. So by focusing on cycle life and performance, what we're, we're getting is, is riders are able to use those comfort features for longer periods of time 
and still be able to start their their uh, Harley Davidson motorcycle and continue the ride and enjoy their day. So, what are the what would be the, an example of some of the 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 components inside of a non East Penn battery that would just make it less expensive, but then you know last significantly less. Like what what are what are the components? You know, I mean, is there there's a, there's acid in these, right, or is it a gel? It is. It is a so the Harley Davidson product is considered to be absorbed glass mat. So it's an AGM type battery. It's non spillable. So all the electrolyte is self contained with inside the separated material. Uh, some of the, the cost savings initiatives that we've seen from some of our competitors is using a what we call an expanded grid uh, for their positive and negative. Uh, the best visual reference I could give you is if, if anybody's familiar with what chicken wire would look like. We yeah. have kind of the, the strip of chicken wire, and they have the sharp edges on the sides. Um, it, it, it looks very similar to, similar to that type of material. And what happens is when the battery is being used in a duty cycle, that expansion and contraction of the positive-negative plate wind up breaking and, and cutting through the separator material. And once they make contact to a positive or negative or, or, um, or negative, negative, positive, positive, you have an internal short, which will kill your battery. I see. Uh, so what so you're suggesting very, is... It's a very, just, very effective just, way to cut costs, but you, the, the downside of it is you have reduction of performance in life. So, so Jeff, w- w- one of the things, I guess, so are you just, because I understand visually here what you're saying is, if I were to cut a battery in half, the, 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 the negative side, the, the space between, the separation between the negative and the positive tends to be less a less expensive uh, material on a, on a lesser expensive battery. But on an East Penn battery, that construction, that wall is a better or thicker material? That is correct, yes. I see. Okay. Did you get that, Mark? I, I understand it completely. Uh, in, in fact, um, I have another, another, another really important Ugh. question. And, and actually, it, it, it came, the genesis of this question came in an unusual way. I was talking with my financial advisor uh, last week, and we were talking about investments. This is going to be fun. And, you know, we, we're recognizing that all of these alternative power um, generation uh, alternatives that we have now, like solar and wind and all that, really require a lot of storage once the power is manufactured. So the, so he advised me to look into um, battery uh, storage technologies, you know, guys like Elon Musk and lithium-ion technology and stuff like that. Is there so, a question? Yeah, the question is, is Jeff, you know, East Penn, um, are you guys looking into those sort of futuristic generations of batteries like lithium-ion and those sorts of technologies? Mark, that, that's a good question. Um, companies like East Penn, we're, we're really, we, we manufacture batteries, but really what our, our core competency is, is energy storage. Uh, we, we manage devices and we manufacture devices that store energy. So it, it can be AGM, it could be lithium-ion, it could be some chemistry that, that isn't even developed yet. Uh, so we, we currently have R&D projects that are looking into lithium-ion and, and seeing exactly where that space is going. The, the unique thing about lithium-ion technology is it gets about 98 to 99% of the press, but it makes up less than 1% of the sales. Huh. So the industry itself has a lot of buzz around it. it it's new. It's exciting. Uh, there, there's gr- creative minds like Elon Musk that are, are making all kinds of different um, 
claims and, and promises and, and, you know, really pushing the package, which is great. But it doesn't really necessarily equate to a large portion of the volume. So we're really testing out the market, seeing exactly where it's going to, where all the cards are going to fall uh, just before we, we um, jump full foot into to one technology versus another. So it's still pretty much an emerging technology that's in its infancy at this point. Is that Would you characterize it that way? That is correct, yes. So, um, from, from the lithium-ion standpoint, there's, there's some uh, advantages from the weight reduction, but there's also some safety disadvantages from some of the, some of the aspects of being unstable in certain types of conditions. So, um, where lead acid with an AGM-type battery, you, you don't have that risk. Uh, AGM flooded, flooded batteries are, are fully recyclable, so it's sustainable in comparison to lithium-ion, which would have to be landfilled at the end of life. Got it. So there's all sorts of rumors circulating in, in the Harley-Davidson world about um, an electric motorcycle coming to the market in That's the not-too-distant future. The CEO said it was coming. Well, I, I'm still, I'm not really sure I'm oh, buying. Oh, well, you'll see it then. I'm just saying. When, you, so when it comes I out. I ask Jeff the question? Yes, I mean, go I, ahead. I, I, I still think it's, it's, it's a rumor. But it's not. My question, Jeff, is... Given your long-standing relationship with Harley Davidson, are you guys thinking about this potential um, electric motorcycle and how you might be involved with it? And I mean, maybe you, there's not much you can say at this point because I know there's a lot of you know hush hush about the big electric well, Jeff motorcycle. Can tell us. But Jeff, are you involved at all with this? We 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 are actively having conversations. Yes. Is, is that so, yes. is, is that where you're going to leave that one, Jeff? That's it. But we 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 are. We are a strategic partner to, to Harley-Davidson Motors Company. We are, are looking at all their future platform designs to see how our products fit into the product platforms, but also looking at how future products um, that, that we're potentially looking at from an R&D perspective will fit into their future platforms. So there, there's current production, but there's, there's also long-term product planning uh, that both companies and organizations are, are looking at uh, just to see where our plan is versus where Harley-Davidson plan is. And, and the good thing is we're, we're very closely aligned on both current product but also into future technologies. Interesting. Jeff, the other thing that I was reading about your company that I was really amazed about is that um, you're able to reuse and recycle 100% of reclaimed batteries back into production. That, that's, that kind of commitment is important to a lot of people, particularly uh, here in Vermont, where we're, you know, sort of uh, really pay attention to that kind of thing a lot. Not that they don't across the country, but I just, I'm really impressed that you're able to do that. What, what, pers- okay. what, um, oh, how do you go about reclaiming, I mean, how do the batteries get back to you for recycling? We return them. Oh, you, you, we, we oh, yeah, okay. yeah. The, the de- dealers, we, we put them all in a crate, and uh, we, we send them back, load them right up on a truck, and they, they take them back. So when you, yes. when you take a battery in, um, what is the breakdown process so that you can harvest what's useful in that battery? They burn them. They don't burn them. Yeah, they set them, oh, yeah. They set them on fire, and they <laughs> melt them all right down, plastic and all. You see, you see? I actually, it, it's a very cool process. So, so melting of the battery is, is very unique. Um, and, and East Penn is, is very dedicated to be being a green company and also dedicated for the sustainability aspect. Uh, kind of 
similar to where you guys are at in Vermont, we are surrounded by, by uh, farm fields and dairy farms. So we are committed to our neighbors to make sure that we do everything correctly uh, so that we don't impact our neighborhood. Uh, but really, the, the smelting process, the batteries come into the, the smelter, they go up a conveyor belt, and they go through a, a huge battery crusher. So it's loud, it's industrial, and the batteries are just getting grinded apart. And then all those components actually go into a, a liquid bath, and it's it's fun very slow. So it's like your 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 slushy machine at your gas station. So it's, it's like a battery soup. Like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, it turns it into a battery mm. soup. Yep. And because everything has a different specific gravity, you know, your plastics float to the top, your oxides float to the uh, the bottom with your metallics, and then your acid is right in the middle, and everything is kind of skimmed off and and pushed to different sections of the process. Uh, the plastics are, are all, uh, the plastics are uh, cleaned and then uh, smelted down and then we make it in, into black little pellets. And those pellets are, are pushed and blown to our injection molding facilities. The lead actually goes through a lead refinery. So it's actually uh, heated up. It uh, um, goes through a smelting process and it becomes into a, a molten lead and then we alloy it based off of what type of uh, metal mix that we want to put into the product. And we do the same thing for, for the, the um, oxide material as well. And then the acid goes through a, a recommendation process. There is a, an additive that we add that allows the acid to be cleaned. Uh, then it goes back into our, our acid farm to support our manufacturing process. Clean acid. So it's all, it's all within a closed-loop system. Uh, there's no environmental discharge. All of our wastewater is collected on site and it is treated on our on site uh, wastewater treatment facility. That must be we quite a process. We actually discharge anything back into the, the city or, or public sewer line. And just, just so Mark knows, uh, you, you're, you're calling it a, a smelter, starts with an S. Smelter. That is correct, yes. Not melter. Oh. Just in case you weren't sure. I. Well, I thought a smelter was some had something to do with small fish. No, because we smelt. fish for smelt in Vermont in the winter. We go. Do we have smelt in Vermont? Yeah, up in Lake Champlain. I don't know smelts. Any, I, I think I don't think there's smelt in Lake Champlain, but doesn't matter. Let's we'll look that up after. Hey Jeff, so you work with a bunch of different companies. You test batteries for some major companies. Some companies are allowed to disclose. Some companies are not. Um, can you can you tell us some of the other companies that you work with that we would know the the names of? Of course, yeah, we we Eastpan has a, a very large uh, original equipment market market segment. Uh, probably that a lot of companies that we work with on a daily basis, or at least we know the brands of. Um, you know, on on the on highway off highway space, we we have a, a lot of market share in the class six through truck a truck industry. Uh, some of the names are, are Freightliner, Western Star, Kenworth, Peterbilt, Max Volvo, uh, some pr- product business on international trucks. Uh, we work with companies on the off-highway space like Caterpillar, Komatsu, uh, Volvo Construction. Uh, some of the car manufacturers that, that we might know is, is Ford, GM, Mercedes, BMW, Acura, uh, Jeep, and Audi. And then, obviously, we work with Harley-Davidson. Uh, we, we've been we've had a long-standing relationship with the Harley Davidson. The development of the product started in '96 and '97 time frame. Became in their position in 1998. Um, but we we also have about 97 percent market share in the lawn and garden space. Wow! But uh, the the companies like John Deere, Toro, Exmark, uh, 
Snapper, Tuscovara. So those are those are some of the, the bigger OE brand names that that we're all familiar with, and and we see on the the da- on a daily basis either at your your retailers or on the highways. In in Jeff, I'll tell you from my perspective. Uh, we have a lot of folks, and I'm sure some of the listeners are going to laugh at this and say it's not true, but uh, if they do the little research, they'll, they'll realize that it is, is we have a lot of these batteries that get replaced at 10 years just because it's a 10-year-old battery and the customer says, you know, I, I it's hitting 10 years and it's probably time to just replace it just in case, but it still starts great because they battery tend it every, every winter. And if you battery tend your East Penn batteries, I mean the Harley Davidson battery, it's it's amazing how long it lasts. If you don't battery tend it, well then, you know you're not going to get as long a life. But you you put these on a battery tender, the standard basic battery tender, which is like less than a cent a day in the winter time, it's amazing how long they last. And, and John, you're you're 100 correct. Using the battery tenders during during winter is is key to longevity and success. Um, I, I have a whole notebook and uh, Excel file of, of, you know, dealers and riders that I meet throughout the course of, of my travels, and you know, there's there's pages and pages of notes of, of hey, I got I got 12 years out of this battery. Um, I just replaced it because I was going to Daytona, or hey, this battery is eight years old. Can you believe it? Um, just things on those, and and it's kind of really neat to hear those types of stories because. It, it is showing the success and the, the product performance of the Harley Davidson product. Um, well, that that's that should give the people that that work at East Penn a great feeling that they know not only do you work with some amazing companies that you mentioned before, but that they it's high quality. It lasts a long time. Um, you stand behind them. I, you know, we we have a computer system that that has to measure. Uh, at the dealership here, if it's uh, you know if it needs to be replaced, but very few, very few issues. You know, occasionally we'll run across one with the what we call a bad cell. We don't really know if that's what is really wrong with the battery, aside from the fact that the computer tells us it's it's bad. Um, what what are you know what do you do with those batteries when they get called back? So a lot of the batteries that actually get called back, we we actually do a engineering evaluation of them. So the, the batteries come back to our facility, we actually put them on charge for a period of time uh, and then run them through a series of, of tests. So we're testing the CCA output, which measures the startability of the battery. We're looking at cycle life information. Um, and then depending on what the results of the those two tests are, we may even tear down the batteries to determine what the internal components look like to really gauge what the end-of-life failure modes were. A lot of times what we see is majority of the batteries that are, are returned are, are mostly discharge only, that some sort of event was left on and it caused the batteries to discharge over a period of time and the batteries weren't fully recharged prior to, to um, being replaced. I see. Um, and, then, and then there's every once in a while we'll, we'll find you know, issues with you know, the battery was exposed to overcharging or if it was a prolonged uh, um, undercharging type of issue, there, there's different failure modes, but those are really non-manufacturing related. Um, we very seldom find anything that's truly manufacturing related with the product, just because the during our manufacturing process, every battery goes through 250 quality checks before it leaves our, our physical location. And the last 
have in place is a high rate. And the high rate tester is, is really important because we're actually putting electrical current into the battery and measuring how fast that electrical current is being outputted. So it's confirming, what it does for us is it confirms that the electrical integrity of the battery is sound so that we know that when we're shipping the dealer or shipping an OE facility that those batteries are made 100% correctly, they have no type of issues, and that they're going to be able to perform in the application. Hmm. Well, Jeff, we, um, we are fast running out of time here, and I would like to finish with a bang. Uh, no pun intended here. When I was a we kid... We don't like bangs with batteries. <clears throat> okay, so uh, when I was a kid, uh, me and my friends, one of the things that we really liked to do <clears throat> was we'd like to take a 9-volt battery and put it on our tongue and see who could handle that for the longest period of time. So I've got one of your batteries right here. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask John to try to lay his tongue across uh, both the terminals on your East Penn battery. Is this advisable? I, I would not recommend it. However, I, I did the 9-volt battery stunt as a kid myself. Um, well, can, yeah, that be, can that be done with an East Penn battery if your tongue was long, long enough? Wouldn't want to make contact between the terminals. Well, um, well no, don't, no, sh Jeff. I'm, I'm trying to get John. If you can do well, this, no, I'll I'm not going to do lunch. it. I just want to know: can it be done? Will it? Will it create the same impact? Yeah, it will. It's going to be just like a nine volt. You, you, if you liked that but sensation, it's, it's just like a nine volt, but it's not. Yeah, but if you do this, I'll buy your lunch today. No, I'll pass. Jeff, we appreciate your time sincerely. Uh, anything you want to mention before we get off here? Uh, the, the thing I would like to mention is, you know, I, I appreciate the support of, of all the dealer, net, the dealer network, but also the riders. Uh, we, we wouldn't have been able to have this type of success without really the riders uh, going to the dealers, purchasing the products, getting out on the Harley-Davidson's and, and enjoyed, enjoying the rides. Uh, that's what we're all about. Uh, thank you very much for the time, and, and sincerely thank you for the support over the years. Well, we appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you. Please pass our... Uh our gratitude along to the folks that you work with that uh, produce these great batteries. They, they are fantastic batteries and uh, we, we believe in them and we wouldn't want to make any changes on our end. Perfect. I appreciate it. Jeff, that will be passed on to our production team. Much continued success to you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us today on the podcast. We really do appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Behind the Bars podcast. Sponsored by Wilkins Harley-Davidson. Stay tuned for our next exciting podcast. Check out additional information on WilkinsHarley.com.